Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show with your host, Autumn Miles. Autumn is an author, speaker, wife, and mother. She's the founder and CEO of The Blush Network and the author of Appointed. Autumn's vision is to engage our culture with the bold truth of God coupled with raw faith. Now here's your host, Autumn Miles. Hello, this is Autumn with The Autumn Miles Show. How are you doing out there today? You guys, we have this incredible guest. I'm obsessed with her. I met her last year, and she is like the real deal. She is like one of those gals that will challenge you, uplift you, encourage you. And I am so excited to have her on our show. We're going to be talking about her new book, which is called Speak Truth. Boom. We need that. We're going to get to her in just a second. I I just want to thank you guys from the bottom, the top, the sides, all around in my heart. You guys have really, since we've been back doing this daily show, the support that we have heard from you has just been overwhelming. And, you know, it makes me a little bit emotional. You do this thing. I talk into a microphone in a studio with Dan. Poor Dan. I preach to him for hours. <laughs> and he, he still likes it. Thank God. It's, it's amazing. He's 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 precious. Anyways, um, I know that there's more than just Dan listening. And man, we have heard from you guys. Thank you so much for just all of your messages that pour in um, on a regular basis. Thank you. I mean, we have we've had people requesting all these shows and uh, we just really, really appreciate that. It's not just Autumn Miles. It is a army of people that are putting on uh, the show every day for you. So thank you for listening. I also want to. Um, just let you know, this is something that we haven't really done in the past. We've used our social media outlets a ton to just keep in touch with you guys. I want to point you to autumnmiles.com. Autumnmiles.com, you guys always ask a ton of questions about me. Um, the only thing that's not on there is my favorite color lipstick, which, the, uh, which is the other frequently asked question. Yes, it is Rebel by MAC. Okay, go pick you up a, a one of them. Uh, but everything there is um, is on there. I, I travel all over the country and speak, and a lot of you guys ask ask how do how do we book you autumnmiles.com there's a book a book tab on there that you can that you can hit also you can sign up for our email updates um, if you want to know what's going on with us um, I, I just uh, in our ministry whatever we're doing uh, you can definitely check us out right there. It's like a one-stop shop. It's like perfect. Okay. Um, let me get to our guest. Her name is Carmen LaBurge, you guys. And and she has a daily radio show as well. Hers is an hour long. She's like a total veteran. Okay. I was actually on her show. I guess it was the beginning of this year. It wasn't last year. I get, I get, I, when my kids go back to school, I forget everything and my brain turns to mush. So I think it was the beginning of this year that um, I met her. I was on her show. She is, let me, let me just set her up. Up before we introduce her, she's a writer. Uh, she's she's we're, we're debuting her her book here on the show, um, and and just talking through it. She's a speaker. She's the host of the Daily Christian Talk Radio Show, The Reconnect. She um, serves as the president of the Presbyterian Lay Committee, and um, you know what? She's she's really just an incredible person. Her entire bio, you guys need to read it, is very, very impressive. Um, uh, so check her out online. But I just want you to to introduce you guys to Carmen LaBurge. Welcome to the show, Carmen. Hey, Autumn. Thank you so much for having me. Let me go ahead and tell your listeners one thing that I think is not on at autumnmiles.com. Okay. You guys, her, her birthday is the 26th of September, so you can give her that Rebel by Matt for her birthday. <laughs> 
And you know what? I'm running low, Carmen. So that would be an incredible birthday gift. Thank you so much. That was precious. Um, We were just talking before the show aired that um, my birthday is the 26th of September and her book is released September 25th. September 25th. Um, And we are talking to to you today, uh, September 19th. So um, I want you to go run and get this book, Speak Truth. Carmen, how are you doing today? Oh, Autumn, I'm just doing great. It's uh, it's fun to be living at a time in history when God really needs his people to get off the sidelines and into the conversations of the day. And it's fun to be speaking the truth with you in the world um, on the real issues in real time. You, You do that every day. So do I. And I know that you value other people joining into that conversation. So that's really all we're trying to do at Reconnect with Carmen. Um, We're just trying to get people off the sidelines and into the conversations of the day in ways that honor Jesus. So, um, so your book speaks that be bring at the tag is bring God back into everyday conversations. There is an assault on people. Let's just go there. Um, that are trying to talk about biblical truth that are trying to talk about, um, just Christian values in our culture today. There is really an assault on us who are trying to do that. Me and you, Carmen, we're in it, but there's a lot of other people that are trying to do it as well. Um, how do you, and, 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 and I want, I would like you to just kind of talk to me about, um, where the book, where the idea for this book, this book came from and what really gave you a passion to write about speaking the truth. And then coupled with that, let's talk about how do you do that? So, so let me know, where did this idea come from? So I think the idea comes from simply experiencing in my own life and then experiencing with my friends and with my own family, the frustration that Christians have when we recognize that God's perspective is not present in a conversation, but we are somehow intimidated into silence. Sometimes Mm. we're intimidated into silence because we feel ignorant. Sometimes we're intimidated because there's actually somebody trying to intimidate us. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of times we, we just simply withdraw because we can have these conversations with our Christian friends and in Christian community. And, and we can almost, uh, hold the culture at, at arm's length and act like the culture is the enemy. And that's not, that's not reality. We mm. actually make culture. You mm. and I, every single day, are making this culture. Yeah. And so if we, if we act like the culture is the enemy and we're somehow over here in our Christian enclave, we are actually not being faithful ambassadors of the kingdom of God in the midst of the kingdoms of this world. So mm. God sent us as his ambassadors to this place at this time, for such a time as this, to actually speak on his behalf in those conversations. Mm. So I want to help equip people to do that. Oh, so so how do we equip people to do this? I think, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty outgoing. You're very outspoken, outgoing. How... What what about those that aren't? I mean, I'm I don't really I, I guess I'm used to um, the negativity of the culture. You kind of you kind of put on like a film of armor. Um, you kind of understand that when you speak out, you are if you're in the public eye, you are gonna re you're gonna face some sort of pushback. But what about the gal that's sitting in her workplace today and she is saying, "Man, I know I need to engage on this conversation about abortion or about politics or about." salvation or whatever. How do I do that? What are some tips that you can tell us, Carmen? Okay, so I would say that number one, first of all, not everybody is out. It needs to be out there as like a culture confronter. Most of the conversations that we're talking about are the ones you have just described. 
So it's the it's the conversation over coffee. It's the conversation, you know, in the carpool line. Um, we're talking about uh, real conversations with real people instead of having debates about issues. I want so that would be the starting point. I don't want people to see issues. I want people to see people. Ooh, so good. that was uh, we're good. Not, we're not debating issues. We're and we're not debating people. We're having conversations with people. And you and I, as people who um, know the gospel and have been set free by the truth of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. we have this responsibility then to bear that truth in gospel ways. So one of the things that I want to really encourage people to do is, as you are speaking truth, be sure you're doing it in ways that honor Jesus. Because you can't be preaching the gospel or speaking the gospel in what I would describe as non-gospel ways. So yelling at somebody or beating them with the Bible, that's actually a non-gospel approach. Yes. So the, the gospel approach is to come alongside them in their misery, in their grief, in their desperation, walking through those floodwaters, um, going and, you know, mucking out driveways, whatever it looks like, coming alongside people in the reality of life um, and being the gospel presence in that circumstance. Jesus walked with two guys from Jerusalem to Emmaus. It's a seven-mile walk. And all the way there, I mean, the first half of the time, he just asked them, what are you talking about? Why are you feeling the way that you're feeling? Is there a different perspective on that? Let me give you a different perspective on that. And by the time they reached Emmaus, their eyes were opened. How? In the breaking of the bread, in this communal experience of fellowship. So we have these examples um, from Jesus himself of coming alongside people and reframing the conversation and turning them literally around and sending them back running with the gospel into the culture. It's so crazy. Okay, so I uh, there's about four things that I want to get to, but let me let me just go back to what you just said. It's not about having a debate. It's not about that. It's not about you being right and me or me being right and you being wrong. It's not about that. It is entering into a conversation. I think Carmen that over I don't I don't know where this started but over you know the last couple of decades we have gotten caught up on this debate that we have to be fiery that we have to you know state our peace and walk away like that's going to change anybody's mind but I think that that is why a lot of people don't speak out because they think it has to be done confrontational it has to be done argumentative and it has to be done in a debate so you are telling us and our listeners out there what you're trying to communicate is speaking the truth in a gospel oriented way that is actually going to get that person that disagrees with you to draw near to Jesus rather than pushing them away. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, you know, the image of leaning, I lean into the conversation and if you lean away, I'm doing it wrong. Mm. Oh, so that's good. It, when, when I lean in, I want you to lean in. Okay. Mm. So, so how can I do that? And so one of the images that um, that I talk about a lot, you know, so we're supposed to be fishers of men, right? I mean, that's our that's our calling in Christ. You're supposed to be a fisher of men. But you and I both know, um, as women in ministry, right, we're not supposed to dress like bait. Like, that's not what God's got in mind. <laughs> right. We're also, in terms of in being fishers of men, we're supposed to be anglers. Like, that's another word for fishing, is an angler. So what's my angle into the conversation with this individual? Well, I have to listen to them long enough mm-hmm. to figure out what the angle is. Paul mm-hmm. figured out what the angle was in Athens with the philosophers of the day. I got to listen long enough uh, non-defensively. So non-defensive listening is a huge part of this. 
have to listen non-defensively in order that I can find the angle into the conversation that then, like Jesus, I reframe or turn the conversation in the direction of the gospel. Amazing, amazing. If you're just joining us, we are talking to Carmen LaBird. She has written a book, Speak Truth, Bring God Back into Every Conversation. Um, It's going to be released September 25th. I want you to go and pick up this book. Carmen, where can we pick this book up at? So if you go to reconnectwithcarmen.com, uh, you can just click on the you know order now button and and we'll get you one. Reconnectwithcarmen.com. I want you guys to go, um, and and you know Carmen, this is such an important conversation uh, that we're having right now. I love that you said you have to lean in. You also said that you create the culture that you're living in. I have told this to my team. I don't even one of my the members of my team is sitting. She's looking at me. She's smiling. You create the culture that you live in. You if if you don't like the culture that you're living in with with you know your workplace place, your home, whatever, that's your fault. You need to engage with people. You need, you need to create a culture that you want to live in. And one of these, uh, one of the, one of the things that we do on my team is we are very, um, you know, we praise people for for their uh, for their gifts, and we don't focus on their weaknesses. I think that if we if we did that more in our culture, that is so divided, so diverse, have so many different opinions. I think that that would um, that would benefit us all. Looking at someone saying, "Listen, I am going to create culture here, but I'm going to do it in a way that is gospel centered, that is gospel oriented, and I am going to lift you up in this conversation, add Jesus into it." And you know, who knows? You could definitely change a life. I love that you said that. I also want to talk about the fact that you you said you have to listen for long enough that you are not defensive. Um, speak to this world. Even our, our Christians get offended. They get very defensive all the time. What is something that you can just throw out there to our listeners today. Listen, let's let's table some of that offense. Let's table being defensive. Um, and, and let's really try to reach people through what you say. What can you say to those out there that are just seem to be offended all the time at everything? Um, well, there's still too much self involved if if I'm growing defensive and if I'm and if I'm being offended by something. Uh, and so uh, I I would just send people to Galatians two twenty. So you just go to Galatians 2.20. If you're becoming offended by something, if you find yourself becoming defensive, there's still too much you involved. There's too much self involved. And so um, if I am really dead and it is now Christ who lives in me, Christ is not offended by the culture. Christ is not offended by people. Christ is not offended by sinners. Every meal Jesus ever shared, he ate with a sinner. Mm. And so... Um, you know, for me to become defensive, for me to become um, offended at something that someone is saying or doing, I'm actually, you know, I'm actually revealing something about myself that is not yet fully uh, under the sovereignty of Jesus Christ as my Lord, because that is not a thought that Jesus is holding captive. Mm-hmm. Somehow I have allowed myself to think more highly of myself than I ought. I'm dead. Jesus Christ is the one living in me, and if there is some spirit in me that is animated in response to another human being that's defensive or or takes offense, i got to remember, that's not the spirit of Jesus. He did not take offense at people. Hmm. I mean, yes, now let me say, when when his father's house was being used uh, in a corrupt way— Jesus grew offensive, mm-hmm. but limited are the limited are the times that you can point to in the scriptures where Jesus had that response. Mm-hmm. Okay, more often than not, he he did things like, "Hey, Peter, put your sword away," 
you know, if I really wanted to, to defend myself, I could call down legions of angels. And he reaches down and he picks up the ear that's been hacked off and he places it back on the, you know, on, on the wounded guy who's about to, uh, who's about to then beat him and, and hang him on a cross. So if Jesus does not take offense at the centurion who comes to get him in the Garden of Gethsemane and instead heals him, okay, who am I to be offended or defensive, even if God or Jesus or the Church is the, um, is the subject of someone else's vitriol? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really good. Everything that you just said, I'm not. I'm not even going to comment on that. That was that was awesome. I have I have another thing that I just want you to speak to. When um, what if someone is coming at you to bait you? Um, certainly, uh, we see we see this happening a lot where. Um, someone that disagrees with your standpoint, your biblical viewpoint, you know, whatever it is, comes at you and tries to trick you to say something that they can hold against you. What would you say to that person that maybe there's a family member? We just had a holiday weekend. Maybe there's a family member that's kind of trying to trick you to give them a reason not to follow Christ. You know, God, you know, uh, what would you say to that person that that finds just this tug of war with with uh, society when people are trying to bait them. So a couple things. I mean, I certainly want to direct people to the the passage of scripture that answers that directly. Um, and so we would be looking at like Second Timothy two twenty three, which actually says reject foolish and ig- ignorant speech or arguments. Um, you know, it just breeds quarreling. Um, and so I, mean, I think there are there are passages of scripture that we can equip ourselves with. Uh, in terms of those things, and we're not supposed to be quarreling over words. Um, it's not profitable. It leads people to ruin. That's 2 Timothy 2.14. Um, avoid foolish controversies, Titus 3.9. So I think that there are, there are passages of Scripture that, that remind us and encouragement, encourage us to avoid non-profitable debate, non-profitable mm-hmm. arguments. However, if you're talking about a family member and you're in a personal relationship with them, I actually think it's okay to say, you know what, Bob? Um, I I appreciate that you are so spiritually interested that you actually want to, you know, talk with me about something related to Jesus. But let's just get straight to like whatever the root question is, because hmm. it's clearly not. It's it, this surface issue that you're raising. You know, I mean, yes, I recognize that there was a period of time that Christians were involved in the crusade. That's not really the issue, like right now. So, what's your issue with God right now? What's your beef with God? Hmm. It, because if it's a person that you're in a relationship with, particularly a family member, you know, I, I don't mess around. I just yeah. don't mess around. Just just say, hey, Bob, you've also got a beef with God. What's your beef with God? Mm-hmm. That's so good. That's That totally redirects their focus, you know, and and makes them look internally. Man, I'm, I'm the one that has a problem here. They're not the one that has a problem. I'm the one that has a problem. That's so good. Um, we're looking to one of the things that you said, as I was kind of reading uh, the content um, of the book, if Christians are silent, then God is sidelined. Um, you know, we have a responsibility, like you said before, to be an ambassador for Christ. The Bible talks about it, us being his ambassador. That is a privilege. That is an honor. That's something that, you know, he didn't give to the animals. He gave it to us to be his literal ambassador. This is such a powerful statement. If Christians are sidelined, then God, uh, if Christians are silent, then God is sidelined. I don't think any believer that is listening to our conversation right now 
um, would say, yes, I, I, I want God to be sidelined. I want, I want him to be sidelined. And yet by not stepping up and having these crucial conversations, they are doing that. Well, I would like you to elaborate on that um, quote uh, from your sure. book, if you would. Sure. So, I mean, I think that my primary motivation for writing Speak the Truth um, was this particular issue. I think that we have an identity crisis, and I don't think that our identity crisis in America is just surrounding sexuality um, or just surrounding race, race or just surrounding political division. I think our identity crisis in America is that Christians are in an identity crisis. Mm. We do not see ourselves as what we truly are. Mm. So, yes, we are children of God, but we're supposed to grow up in every way into Christ who is the head. So we cannot approach um, our responsibility to be the ambassadors of Jesus Christ right here, right now, in the midst of this kingdom. This kingdom is called the United States of America. Um, It is like uh, you have been deployed from heaven, because that's, that's your true home, that's the real kingdom that you're a part of, and God has sent you as an ambassador of the kingdom of heaven into this particular kingdom of the world in this particular time. And so do you engage America and the American culture as an ambassador from another kingdom? You are here to make the king known. You are here to make the values mm. of the kingdom known. Yeah. You are here to be a living, beautiful demonstration of the fullness of the beauty and truth of the gospel. That's who you are, and that's why you're here. And so, yeah, it might be really fun, and we might thoroughly enjoy it, and it might be really horrendous, and you might not enjoy it at all, but either way, your identity in Christ is that you are His ambassador right here, right now, Mm. to this culture and her people. And everyone is her, every Christian is his ambassador. It's not just the radio, yeah. it's not just the radio show host. It's not just the, the, the TV evangelist. It's not just the authors. Everyone is Christ's ambassador. You know, uh, every Christian. I, I just think if we can get a hold of the truths of this book, if every Christian that's listening, the thousands and thousands that are listening today to our show, if we all can get a hold of the truth of this book and start engaging the gospel oriented conversations, not you, you're, you are wrong and I am right. We could, I mean, I'm talking about changing the world here and I know we hear that, that term a lot, but we absolutely can change the world. We can change the course of the culture. Don't you think Carmen? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I say in the book, you know, this is not just about making a difference in the world. This is about making the world different in a particular direction. Mm -hmm. Like, this is intentional. We, we, as the ambassadors of Jesus Christ in this generation, we have a a role and a responsibility to make the world different in a particular direction, and that Mm -hmm. is in the direction of, you know, the redemptive arc that God... uh, is laid out for all of human history, and it's in the direction of the kingdom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. I want you guys to pick up this book. Carmen LeBurge is my uh, guest today. We have just uh, just a couple more minutes with her. Her book is Speak Truth, Bring God Back into Everyday Conversations. Um, Man, I hope you guys are listening to this. I I know, you know, through the different mail and stuff that we get the different email, I mean, not mail. We don't get mail mail anymore. We get a lot of email. Um, but through all of those those messages that we get on a daily basis, and Carmen, I know that you guys at the Reconnect probably gets a ton of this as well. They are asking, everyone is sort of 
asking us, um, why does God think X? And I'll read these comments that come through. Why is God? Why does God think X about me? And I know that, and or they'll just qualify their 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 message. I know that God is mad at me, you know. And mm-hmm. and 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 it's almost like they have listened to a conversation or to a debate that is not located in Scripture. You cannot find. I'll, they'll qualify. You know, I know God is mad at me, or I know God hates this, or I know God hates me because of this. And then they'll go on with their um with their message and. I kind of sit back. I'm like, where are they getting this? Comp- the, where are they getting this dialogue from? This is not what the scripture says. And a lot of times we have to go back to them and say, listen, read the Bible, read exactly what God says. I think through this book, we can actually change um, some of these uh, people's thought processes. Um, it's just really, really powerful. Carmen, anything you want to add? If they go to reconnectwithcarmen.com, you can get a free chapter today. Uh, and so uh, just invite people to do that. They can get a little taste of what is in the book, and we'd love to share it with them. So they can just do that at the website, reconnectwithcarmen.com. Reconnectwithcarmen.com. Y'all go pick up this book. Educate yourself. Equip yourself. We need your voice today in our culture. We must have you. God needs you. He needs you as his ambassador. Don't forget about what Satan is telling you that you're you don't you're not outspoken. You you don't know what to say. You're gonna fumble over your words. No. You are called today for this purpose in this time. Carmen LaBurge was my guest. Thank you so much for being on our show. Man, this was awesome. Autumn, thank you so much, and an early happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Thanks for listening today, and I will see you right back here tomorrow on The Autumn Miles Show. Thanks so much for listening today. The Autumn Miles program is listener-supported, and your donation to keep it on the air is appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And with a $100 donation or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of Autumn's book, Appointed, Your Future Starts Now. Join us next time for The Autumn Miles Show on The Word. 100.7 FM.